Hey MW, it's Melissa and Stephanie Kirkache, two sisters and the founders of Millennial Women and your host of Millennial Women Talk. We're so grateful you're sharing your time with us today. By tuning into this episode, you're investing in becoming the best version of you. And we're so thrilled to be on this journey together. Have you ever wondered how to self-care down there? We worry so much about the latest skincare and hair products, but are we spending enough time thinking about what we are using on the most important area of our bodies? Don't worry, MW. We didn't make it a priority either. But when we personally started to face feminine health issues, we knew the first place to look at was our own feminine care routine. On this informative episode, we speak to Beatrice Falu Espada, who after suffering from her own personal health challenges, created the first plant-based feminine care system in the market today. This episode was recorded in front of a live audience at WeWork Atlanta, so things may sound just a little bit different. But no worries, MW, you'll still get an incredible, powerful conversation that you're used to hearing right here on our podcast. There were so many insightful moments on this episode, but here are a few of our favorites. If you use the wrong thing on your vagina, your vagina's form of breaking out a sensitivity, irritation, a yeast infection, a multitude of things. If you're not out here trying to help yourself, love yourself, grow yourself, you're, you're failing. Okay, MW, the journey to getting closer to the best you starts right now. We're so excited to introduce and start this conversation with our thought leader, the CEO and founder of the Honeypot Company, Beatrice Falu Espada. Welcome, Beatrice, and welcome all of you. So I have to start with the most basic question. Why and how did you start the Honeypot Company? You know, I went to sleep one night. I had a dream with one of my ancestors, and she gave me a list of ingredients. And, you know, it was just like a paper and it had a recipe on it. Like if your grandmother was showing you how to cook some biscuits or something like that, it was crazy. <laughs> and, um, and she said, you know, this is going to get rid of your problem. You know, and I'm, we're just talking. I don't really know who she is because I've never really properly met my grandmother, but I would assume that it was her. Um, and she said, you know, don't worry. You don't have to absorb all this when you wake up. I'll make sure you remember. So I woke up. It was almost like... She was telling me to wake up, and I woke up, and I wrote it down, and I remembered, and I tried it, and if it was a Monday when I made it, by Friday it was gone. And so, you know, and, I, and it really never came back again. So um, th that doesn't mean that that's gonna happen for everybody. <laughs> I'm all I'm gonna get all technical. <laughs> This is not meant to, cheer, to treat, cure, diagnose any, you know, I was about to pull the FDA out on you. But, um, I mean, I have women that have emailed me that have had BV for eight years or five years, and they think that it's their boyfriend or their husband or they, or, you know, their boyfriend or husband thinks that they're doing something wrong, and it's like, no, you know. I, I admire you so much because not only did you start a line that is helping so many people, right? But you're also so confident and comfortable in talking about this. And I don't know um, if any of you girls could resonate, but I was actually very uncomfortable talking about down there, right? It was like, I, I can talk about beauty, skincare all day. Say it. The vagina. The vagina. <laughs> I said it. No, totally, totally, 100%. See, this is, why, this is why Beatrice is our thought leader. She pushes you. I have a funny story to tell you guys. This just happened today. So I have a, like a wholesale account with this CBD company, like they'll, you know, whatever. 
and the girl, the lady calls me because I haven't ordered from her in a while. And she says to me, um, my, my paper says that you're a feline company. <laughs> I said, yeah, we, we make products for pussies, but not that pussy. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. But I, I said that to say that I will say pussy, vagina, all the things, because listen, we all, are, we all came out of one. None of us would be here without it, so everybody should say it. One, two, three, vagina, whatever you want to say. I love this so much. Like, you don't even understand. And it's, it's honestly mostly because when we are experiencing something like that, right, we have to talk about it. How many times are we suffering in silence just because we feel uncomfortable? And it's also the judgment, right? Is it something that my boyfriend or husband or wife or however it is, is that what's happening? It's something that we have to get comfortable talking about. And so thank you so much for... Oh, no problem. And it's a, it's a misconception, actually. Bacterial vaginosis is not a sexually transmitted disease. That's not what it is. Um, and a medical doctor will tell you that. The problem, bacterial vaginosis is because your pH is off, right? That, it is not, it's, it's an infection, but it's not a sexually transmitted infection. Um, a lot of women don't know this, but a man's semen is alkaline. That's why they always joke and say it's good for you. Um, <laughs> And a, and a woman's vagina in a healthy environment is acidic. And so when those two things come together, if your pH is off, right, alkalinity and acidity don't mix well because that's, that's not what they're meant to do. They're on an opposite side of a spectrum, right? So if, if, if for any reason it gets off because you are already off, that's why you keep getting it. Right? It's very, 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 very simple. And you just have to figure out how to get it back. That's your goal. So when talking about what you have, what you have, and what we women go through, our products have anything to do with that? I mean, products do have a lot to do with that. It's like, if you, it's a perfect example. If you use the wrong thing on your face, what's going to happen? Okay, if you use the wrong thing on your vagina, your vagina's form of breaking out is sensitivity, irritation, a yeast infection, um, you know, a multitude of things, right? So absolutely what you put on it or what you wash it with every single day of your life has, there, you know, you have to pay attention to that. You don't use shampoo for your, for your mouth. You understand what I'm saying? So you have to treat that with the same kind of respect, right? Um, and when you're thinking about menstrual pads and tampons and things like that, whether you're using mine or you're using anybody else's, right? You have to use what, what works for you. But you have to understand that they use a lot of toxic chemicals when they clean those things. Your vagina is a mucous membrane that's much more absorbent even than your mouth, right? And so whatever you put down there, it's just gonna take it and just put it, take it into your body straight away. Your skin is an organ. Right, our vagina skin is very porous. That's why it ha you can see the pores. You, you, you guys understand what I'm saying? So it's like all of that is a delivery system to be inside your body. <laughs> and so anything you put down there, it's going in. So whether it's a tampon that's made with toxic chemicals, it's a pad that is not, you don't think it's going in your body, but whatever bacteria is growing on that pad, whatever chemicals they cleaned it with, you know, all of those things go inside. So. Everything that you use, not even just vaginally or vulva-wise, even if it's for your face, for your teeth, for your, for your body, your skin is an organ. 
everything you use should be as clean as you can possibly make it. More than ever, we need to be very aware of the products that are out there. Um, but this is where I would love to talk a bit about the Honeypot Company, right? You are the first plant-based feminine care system out on the market today. So tell us about just kind of that conception. I know it came from a dream, but talk to us a little bit about the Honeypot and, and how you go into making your products safe. Well, one thing I want to make aware, you guys aware of that everything is a chemical. There's just toxic chemicals and there's non-toxic chemicals, right? Um, and so with Honeypot, we started off as a wash company, but we are a business, um, and you know we have to make money in order to be to stay alive. So um, we had to figure out a way to make more money because you can't make money when somebody has to come back and buy your product once a month, right? You just can't. You need somebody to be able to to have to come back multiple times, and so. Linda and I, that's my co-founder, a couple years ago, <laughs> say hi, um, uh, and Simon as well, we realized very, very quickly that we had to do other things. So we had to bring, first we started off with wholesaling products in. So we found a wipe company that which was called Box Naturals. We found a pad company which was called La Mo. We found some you know companies that made like skincare stuff. Um, I can't think of that company right now, but it'll come back to me. Coco Lean um, makes really beautiful products for babies and things like that, because the way that I've always liked to, to, to innovate is I always like to try the market, right? I never just want to put something out just to be putting something out, right? Um, and so we did that for a while, um, and that really, that like 10 x our business because people needed to come back for that type of stuff. So that told us what we needed to make how we needed to structure Honeypot and how we needed to build Honeypot. It couldn't just be a wash company. It had to be a feminine care company. And so now when we think about product innovation, absolutely it being the cleanest that it can possibly be is like our number one priority. Um, you know, but also like making products that are highly consumable, right? Because right? that's, that's how a business lives. Um, you know, so, it came over time. It, it didn't happen by accident because we did do case studies on it, um, you know. But when we got into Target, that was when we were able to really get the ball rolling with that, and that's when we came out with washes, wipes, and pads. We were the first company to ever have to, to ever cross over the aisle because those two things live in separate places on the aisle, and so we were the first ones to do that. But that was how we did it. Um, so I tried your products last week or two weeks ago, whenever my last period was for the first time. Uh, my sister has been raving about you for years. She, she had bacterial vaginosis a few years ago. She was like, we have to go to Whole Foods to get Honey Pot. I read all about it. And I was like, Iman, or oops. I said, sister's name. Uh, I am not going all the way to Whole Foods so you can get something to put on your vagina. <laughs> like, that's ridiculous. And she got it and it hit like, it was great for her. Um, and then years later, I was like, I'm tired of always, of course, um, and wanted to try other things. So I was looking for organic products, and I'm super pro-black, and like, I need something that's black-owned, female-owned, <laughs> let's get it. Um, and you kept popping up. So I got them last week, or whatever it was, I don't remember really. But I put them on, and I was like, 
yo. <laughs> it's like a breeze all the time. I feel clean, like, cause with other pads, you just don't feel clean. It was like the cool, like the cooling sensation is everything. I am obsessed with it. Um, and I went to work the next day and I was like, guys, ladies, I don't know about you, but you need to get on these honey pot pads. Do or tampons, feminine wash, everything. Go get it now. Um, so my whole office loves you. So thank you. <laughs> okay, so funny story. It was like 4 a.m. and you came on T-Pain's, uh, his business school, and my mom and I were watching it. And a couple months later, I went. How are y'all up in Fort Like, <laughs> Thank you. I live in Kennesaw, and my mom lives two and a half hours away, so we just like binge watch everything, and it just so happened to be on, and we were watching the episode, and then I went to Whole Foods to get, I think it was called like Freshies or something like that, because my friend told me about it, but they didn't have it. They only had the honey pot. So I got home, used it in the shower. I was like, oh my God, I feel so clean. Like, I really feel clean. Like, it's a different feeling, y'all. Like, <laughs> no, like, for real. Like, to the point where I gave my mom my bottle. I had bought it like a week ago and I gave it to her. And then I ordered another one from Amazon Prime before I could even get back because I was like, I can't wait to go to Whole Foods. <laughs> and then I was like, my, I told my sister, I was like, you got to get it. But no, like, literally, I felt so clean. And I struggled with, like, balancing my pH for a while. And I think it might be genetic because my mom mom and sister have too so like it was just a different feeling for me and I don't know I feel like my whole life I've never felt that clean well my vagina's never felt that clean <laughs> when I was uh, younger uh, well uh, back in well from 2000 um, well no from 90 from 1990 until about 2013, I suffered terribly, like uh, during my menstrual cycle, terrible pain. Um, and like to the point where my, the entire left side of my body would, would be numb with pain. Um, and did not figure it out until 2013 that it was the tampons I was wearing. And um, uh, toxic shock syndrome and I'm talking hospitalized infections and never, I don't, I'm not sure why I never connected it, but never connected it to the fact that I was wearing tampons. And so I kind of wish back then that um, this option was available for me, but I ended up having to have a partial hysterectomy um, because it was at that point it was too late and, and everything had just, my body had just decided, you know what, if you're not gonna get it right, I'm gonna force you to get it right, take it out. <laughs> so just, if you're not gonna fix it, take it out. So, um, and I kind of wish it was, but I'm, I'm, I'm honestly glad that it is here for my baby. Um, and my baby, she, um, they said she was, at least you had a baby. Yeah, she is. <laughs> she's um she's 15 now, um and she uh is a uh, she's a cancer survivor, and they say she would not have a menstrual cycle. Well, now she has one, and um she has very painful menstrual cycles. I don't let her use tampons. I um I only let her use pads. But now knowing about your product, um and seeing it in the store. I, and not knowing what it was and still buying, you know, the pads and stuff. But now knowing about it, I'm glad we do have that option now. So I'm definitely gonna take her and, you know, try it out. So thank you so much for, no, for putting this no, out there. Thank no, you. Thank you. Hi. So I think one of the things that we have talked about is there's so much misinformation out there and it's so hard to understand like, okay, what's real and what what's just like marketing, you know, I do marketing too, but um, 
I've seen a lot of like the big companies coming out with their clean or pure uh, products. And so what's your advice or um, to help people discern like what's really clean? Uh, well, look, I'm never gonna talk against a competitor, right? Cause it took them to get me here. So I, I, you'll never catch me do that. Um, but what I will say is that, um, and this isn't a diss, this is just facts. If a company has been around for a long, long time and they're just now coming out with something that's pure or clean, that should tell you all that you need to know. Because, um, you know, it wouldn't be necessary for them to create something that was pure and clean if they had something that was already pure and clean. Does that make sense? So, uh, you know, that, that's just what it is. Um, and you, wanna, you also want to be careful of that as well, right? And you want to know ingredients and if you can't understand the word, because sometimes you can't, right? I mass produce my product, so there's going to be words on my product that you may not be able to pronounce. But most of the nine times out of ten, nine and a half times out of ten, is really not a toxic ingredient. But, you know, the laws against labels are that they have to be in inky language, which, which is like a Latin phrase, so you may, you know, but even if it's on my packaging or on the most organic packaging, you should go to Google and understand what it is. And there's a website called Skin Deep, and you can literally type in any ingredient and it'll be able to tell you, it goes from like a spectrum of like one to 10. And if it's 10, you know, then it's awful. <laughs> like don't use that anymore. <laughs> Skindeep.com, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, that, that's my advice, yeah. right? If, if something has been around for, for decades yeah. and, um, you know, and they just now came out with something that says pure and clean, that seems a little weird, you know? We started in a kitchen. <laughs> and up until 2016, you would get something that was made in our kitchen, wow. right? So that's uh, from 2012 till 2016. We launched in 2014, so that long. Yeah, but I have a pharmacy background, you guys. So I, like, I've made, I've, you know, I've batched IVs, I've made skincare, you know, I've done all that shit. So it's not like I didn't know how to do it. I'm not gonna sit up here and act like, you know. <laughs> no, 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 no. But, you know, but, so we, we started like that. When we got into Target, there was no, there's no way that you can make that, I mean, you, you'd be a slave, like there's no way that you could make that much product because it's literally like thousands and thousands and thousands of units. And plus when you're ordering, when you're ordering to put something in a store and you're mass producing something, unless you're making 50,000 or better, you're not gonna get to the price that you have to get to for it to even make sense for, you know what I mean? For you to be in retail, like pennies matter in retail. It's half a pennies matter in retail, so. Um, you know, but, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, it took a lot <laughs> to get us there. Um, and, and, you know, when we were, we, we had, Antoinette's been one of our longest employees. I mean, I remember she would literally work like 12, 13, 14 hour days because we would have to make it, bottle it, label it, shrink wrap it with a hair dryer. It was crazy. Um, and then box it, you know, just for online orders. And sometimes we had, which, which is crazy to say this, because 
we do so many more orders a day now, but at that time, 50 orders a day was a lot of orders, right? And gratitude for that. But, you know, so it was, it was insane. And then once we started massing, mass producing, that was insane because now it's like, you guys, it's so hard to do what we do. It is just so, it's, it's beautiful and it's amazing and that's what makes it easy, but there's like so many challenges to doing this kind of stuff. Right. I, I love talking about challenges because none of us are safe from it. We all here have a challenge. Um, and Mel and I, we call it our personal growth moments, <laughs> which is AKA when you feel like you failed at life. <laughs> Can you share um, just a personal growth moment, one, one that comes to mind, I'm sure you have many, but I would love to, I think we all are interested in kind of knowing one of your personal growth moments. I recently had a personal growth moment. Do you guys know who, who, um, who Muji is? He's like a sage. Oh, if you don't, you should Google him. M-O-O-J-I. Moji. He's like, he's a, a Jamaican, span, it's, he's amazing. Just Google him. <laughs> um, and he's always talking about like yourself, like the self and, you know, like how you separate the two. And, you know, I just realized that I really need to like shut my brain off more, you know? <laughs> Um, and then another self-proclaiming self, um, moment was when I was reading the four agreements, and one of the agreements is like, nothing's personal. Wow. You know, I mean, and it's always the most simplest thing <laughs> that is so hard to just wrap your mind around because this world, um, we, we choose to allow the world to tell us different, right? when like the most basic shit is typically the things that matter, right? right? right. Um, and you know, and so just really like understanding the things that matter and the things that don't, you know, and when you, when you get to where, I can't say when you get to where, I'm gonna just speak for myself, getting to where I am in life is like, really like time is a currency. Right. <laughs> Cause really that's all you really have, right? right? right. Like right. the money and all that other shit is fake. Right, but like we like, but our time, what we give our energy to, what makes us happy, unhappy, are we loving ourselves enough? Are we being too hard on ourselves? Like, you know, just stuff like that. Like, those are the things that like really help me to, you know. So you mentioned the four agreements, great, great book. Um, yeah, yeah I, it really is. It really is yeah. a great book. I, I love these questions because we're all about personal self-development. Like, I think we're all on our personal journeys and trying to uncover the layers to who we truly are. Um, what are some of the things that have helped you on this journey besides the four, the four agreements um, that you can recommend to us? My brother, Sai, got me on stoicism. Oh, wait, what is this? <laughs> stoicism is basically a philosophy. And the, the premise of stoicism is understanding basically what you have control over and what you don't. And if you don't have control over it, why are you even wasting your time on it? You know, so like, I don't practice it well, as well as I should, um, but, I, but I am very conscious of it in, in, like, in those moments where I'm like, I chose to act that way, or like I'm calling somebody and they're not answering, and I get irritated because they don't answer. Like, they can't answer like that. <laughs> 
why you know what I'm saying like why are you tripping about some shit you can't control you know whatever or it could it could be the simplest thing it could be like I'm on the phone and I'm trying to pay a bill or do something and it's not going my way and it's like why do why do I allow myself to get upset with another human is just trying to do their job that you know what I mean Nothing's so just personal so just choices you know right. just like realizing that everything's a choice just because the optics look a certain way, don't think that it's not hard. Don't think that I'm not at the grocery store looking at my damn bank account, waiting for her to tell me how much that shit costs so I can transfer some money. Don't think that, that I don't have to deal with that. You understand what I'm saying? Don't put me on some pedestal because I have what you deem to be some measure of success. If I'm not trying to be successful, what the fuck am I doing? You understand? So like, being successful, and I just said this the other day, you, it is not, there is nothing special. I should not get a being special award. That's just egotistical bullshit, right? And that doesn't mean that I don't ever get wrapped up in it or anything like that, because I'm human, but like, let's stop making, blowing energy and belief at right. success. What does that even mean? If we're not reaching for that, like your waist, just stop. Like, bitch, if you're not out here trying to be a fucking monster, don't even try to be my friend. Seriously, because I don't hang around people that are not like that. Just about everything. Like, get your life. This is your life. You understand? Like, if you're not out here trying to help yourself, love yourself, grow yourself, <laughs> you're, you're failing. You understand what I'm saying? Listen, Beyonce and her husband are billionaires. So what? If they weren't trying to do that, why, what are they doing, right. right? In our society, it's all made up, you guys. Everything is made up. If it's not natural, if it doesn't come out of the earth, if it doesn't come out of your body, the shit is made up, Amen. right? So like, let's stop trying to make things what they're not. You know what I mean? And, 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 and be successful because that's what, if, that's what you should be doing. If not, you're wasting your time. And, and look, and that's your choice. I mean, we, you know, we just couldn't be cool. <laughs> Thank you for keeping it so real. We all need to hear that. Um, I believe that there's power in pain. So my question for you is, um, can you share when you first started your business? Did you get any no's? Um, and <laughs> and how did you overcome those no's? Because I mean, when you truly love what you have built, and in the power of it being from a dream, and then you know moving on, it's like this is something that you're truly passionate about. So, for somebody to say no to you, like, how did you overcome that? I'm a salesperson, so no doesn't mean anything to me. <laughs> Um, no is just an opportunity for me to get you to a yes. And then if you're not gonna get to the yes, then I'm gonna just move on. So, you know, but um, when we were raising money the first time, that was hard because you get to, um, you get to, you get to, whenever you're raising money, you always get to this place where you're like sending them all your financial documents and NDAs and like this and that. And you, you know, you might get like, all the way in there where all that there's left to do is just for them to be like, okay, here goes your check, right? And then they're like, eh, I don't know if that's gonna work. You know what I mean? Like that's hard because, because at that time we were so desperate 
because it was like, get some money or don't go into Target. <laughs> and every ounce of money that we, that, we, that we raised, we spent. So like every bit of it, we raised like $725,000, but that's how much it took to make all the things that we had to make so that we get them on the shelf. And it was like, there were so many moments that it almost didn't happen. And so moments of desperation are hard when you're hearing no, because it's like, damn. Like, I really needed that to be a yes. You know what I'm saying? But, but you can't focus on that, because if it's a no, you got to go find a yes. And you can't, you can't sit here and, like, you know, be, be all in your feelings about it. You just have to keep moving on. But when you're desperate, it's good, because it forces you to do that. We were just talking about this this morning. Yep. It's like when you are at that desperation point, you just got to make it work. Yep. Like, there's no other option. You just got to make it work. Yeah, I'm, I'm still in a desperation point like at any given day anything can happen right so like there you guys honeypot is like there is no plan b for me <laughs> like this is it right and that, and don't make me wrong i will figure out another plan b because i got a thousand honeypots in me right but this has to work in order and look whatever's gonna work is gonna work right we, understanding that control is definitely an illusion, right? Like you, like you can't control what's gonna work and what's not, but you can put all of your energy towards it working because everything else that I can do from here on out when this works, not if this works, but when this works, and by this works, I mean by us selling it to a conglomerate um, so that we can actually walk away with some money, right? To be able to set us up for our lives because that's a necessity. Um, and so, you know, when it, when it works, we'll, you know, we'll be able to do this again. Sometimes I think we have these really big dreams or, you know, goals for ourselves. And sometimes the dream or the goal actually overwhelms you to the point of like you walk away. I don't know if this happens to anybody. How, um, you know, for me, and I'll, I'll share a personal story. For me, the biggest lesson that I've learned in my life thus far is this. I pray, I'm, I'm a big prayer. I used to pray to God every day, morning, lunchtime, evening. I would always pray for the cake, right? But what I didn't realize is that God doesn't give you the cake. He gives you the batter. He gives you the egg yolks. He even gives you the freaking oven. It's up to us to mix it, to put it in the oven, to bake it. We frost it, etc. That's been my biggest lesson. You've reached success. If you, you know, whatever that means to you. And in, in my eyes, you are doing amazing. Oh, we are. What? We're doing fantastic. <laughs> What, what are some of those um, characteristics? So you had this big dream, but what you, Beatrice, what characteristics did you develop in, within yourself to truly face every single day and getting to work on that cake? Those the, Focusing on the tasks rather than the dream, what were those characteristics for you? Well, they both have to coexist because it takes the dream to create the task. Um, I don't know, I'm just, I'm built for this kind of thing, right? I, I don't know what the sauce is, I don't know what it is, but like, it's what I do, right? Like, I know how to, I know how to like, I know how to get to wherever I'm going to, right? You can, you can tell me anything, and this isn't to say that I know everything, but you could pitch me a business right now and I can give you an idea on how to grow it. Doesn't mean that that idea is gonna work, but that's just how my brain works. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. But so not everybody has that power 
You know, your power might be you can look at somebody and know what's going on with them or, you know, or you might be really good at your job with whatever your career path is, right? My, my, my thing is I'm really good at business. I love it, right? It's all that I do. I, that, that is something I know that I'm really good at. And so I, I just, when you're developing something, it's like when you're, it's like an NBA basketball player, right? They, they have perfect practice, right? They're gonna make mistakes. They, you know, they, they might dribble the wrong way. They may, they may whatever, I don't know anything about sports, but I do know that they, that they practice at all the time, right. every day, right? Every day, every day. And, ju and just because they practice every day and just because they have reached the place, right, as it relates to sports, that doesn't mean that they don't have to practice, but they get better and better and better and better and better and better because they have perfect practice. And that does, again, that doesn't mean that you don't make mistakes, but you have perfect practice. I have perfect practice. I have grit. I have tenacity. I don't give a shit about a no. I, this is my goal. I'm getting there, but that's in me. And you're also extremely self-aware, right? That's, that's work. <laughs> that's self-work. But even how confident you are and even knowing I'm good at this. And I'm sure there's other things that you're not good at and you figure out somebody else that is good at that, right? And that's all a process for us. It's to learn what am I really good at? What am I not? And I think that um, self-awareness is so important. That's pivotal in business. Because you can't do everything, right? Linda's here, she's our CMO, co-founder. She's marketing, she's social media. I don't even have Instagram on my phone, y'all. If I tried to do that, it would not work out. I would not be good at that, right? Simon, CFO, co-founder brother. He can run a spreadsheet like nobody's business. He knows about EBITDA and all those things. I need him because I don't know how to do, I don't even know what EBITDA means. You understand what I'm saying? And that's just free, that's just me telling the truth. When you're in business and you want it to grow and scale, you gotta get you a squad, a team that knows how to do it, that has expertise, that has practice, right? That has years of experience. Don't, there's a certain time not to hire your cousin and your sister, but you have to know when that time is up and you gotta pay these people well, right? And if you can't pay them, you gotta give them equity. And, and the only time equity matters is if you're going somewhere. Don't think your, equ your equity don't mean shit unless you're gonna do something with it one day. Right? So like, you know, and, and you can always put in your operating agreement that you make, the, you make the decisions. So don't think that just because if you don't have the money, don't think giving away your equity is giving away your company. No, you gotta pay these people. You gotta show them that, you know what I mean? So, you know, it's, it's really important to understand that you need a team and to understand that but once you get to a certain level that you need experts. You, you don't just need people, you need like, human capital that really understands their job. Women talking business, I love this. I wanna open the floor. Hi, thank you so much for your platform of awareness. Um, I wanted to ask you, um, I'm a very energy drawn person and I read others' energy, I intake other people's energy and I just wanted to know what things do you do when you feel you just don't have the energy um, when you need to get back to something and things need to be done. I just get back to it. 
I just I just shut down. If I don't want to answer the phone, I'm not going to answer. If I don't want to talk, I'm not going to talk. And I have to do better at that, you know? I have to do better at that. I was just listening to a thing with, with, with Muji today, and he was somebody was saying to him that they felt like they were really, um, it's like a, just on YouTube, and, um, and they were saying to him that he, they felt really indecisive and like they couldn't figure anything out, and I just feel like at this time in my life, I just don't know what's going on with me. And he was like, maybe your, maybe your, your, your body is trying to, t your mind is trying to tell you something. If you feel like you're in a, in a weird place or you can't take people on, it's your, it's your, it's your conscious saying don't take anybody on. You know what I mean? Don't take this on right now. Like, take a break. You know, especially if your person is like working on your person. Like, you're, you know, you really put a lot into. Cause I put a lot of time and energy and money into my into me. You know what I mean? It's a thing, man. And I got to do better and better and better at it. But it's a thing. Like, I care about me. I care how my hair looks. I care what I put on my skin. I care about who I'm listening to. I try to drink enough water. I care about what I'm eating unless I feel like I want to be a fatty pants. You understand what I'm saying? But, like, but seriously, like, it's a thing. You really have to commit to, like, no, I don't want to do this. And just be honest, because most of the time, you just care about the other person's opinion. But that's, no, y'all, nobody died because of opinions. You know what I mean? Sis, I want to thank you first and foremost for coming on a Thursday when you probably had other things to do, so I appreciate you being here. Um, my question, just personally thinking about my own journey, I was having a conversation with a young lady sitting to my right about, you know, what I would tell my 25-year-old self, and she was back by a lot of fear, a lot of restriction, mostly placed on myself and society. So from your perspective, hindsight, what would you tell your younger self? And what are some things that you can tell these ladies to empower them to step into their power? Um, it's on my arm. Me and Sai have the same tattoo. It says, remember to breathe. Just remember to breathe, man. Like, and, and don't be so hard on yourself. And don't be so judgmental to yourself. And you know, and just forgive yourself. Right? That's what I would say. Because I've spent a lot of time abusing myself. And if I say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing, I'm like, oh, shit, did I say the wrong thing? Did I do the wrong thing? Or whatever. And it's just so unnecessary because it doesn't even matter, especially if it's in the past. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, y'all, five minutes ago was the past. Yeah. Right? So like, if it's, if it's in the past, it's gone. It's never coming back. We just bring it back. You know, so I, that's, that's what I would tell myself. So I want to ask, how do you handle when you are surrounded with like negative environment? Right now I'm surrounded with an amazing environment. <laughs> but for example, when you feel like you're surrounded with people that are not bringing out the best of you, how do you get rid of it or how do you handle it basically? I don't surround myself with people um, that would make me feel that way. Because my answer to that is I would just leave. Um, uh, you know, I put a lot of belief into my religion. That's why it works. But um, the spirituality that I practice, my belief is that my ancestors are going to keep all the things away from me that shouldn't be there. And so I just walk with that. If I don't like somebody, I just don't have to like you. I don't have to, you know, I just don't. Especially because in the industry, I feel like you could come up with, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I, 
actually, I've, I've been around really dope humans. I met a lot of dope humans. You know, I don't really run into a lot of situations where I feel that way, you know, but I feel like that's because I think the way that I do. That's the only reason why, however you think, if you, if you think about being around negative people, if you think about bad energy, if you put thought in that, and I wonder what they think, if you put thought into that, you're gonna bring that, right? So like you have to, you, your belief is, a, is, is belief, y'all, is wrapped around, is at the, is at the nucleus of, 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 of energy. That is all that belief is, it's energy, right? Why, why is, I'll use a religion, why is Christianity the way that it is? Why do so many people, why does it have such a force with it? Because so many people believe it. Belief is a thing. If people believe they're gonna get cancer, chances are they're probably gonna get it. You understand what I'm saying? If you, if you believe that you're surrounding yourself with negative people, if, you, if one of your friends is, is getting busy every night with a different dude, right? And that's what she does, and it's her vagina, she, so she can do what she wants. You are who you hang with. You understand what I'm saying? So you, you gotta get some friends that, that, you know, and if that's what y'all doing, shoot, do it, right? But I'm just, I'm using that example because people know how to align to that, right? But you are who you hang with. If you want to be smart, you got to be surrounded by smart people. If you want to be successful, you got to find you some billionaire, millionaire, or, or billionaire, millionaire types of minds, right? Not, not, you got to be, whoever you want to be, you have to surround yourself with that because you're just going to end up being it, you know? What are some of the ways that we, as, as women, can go out there, right? I mean, I know online communities is such a thing. We believe in social community. That's why we started Millennial Women. But what are some of the things that we can take in being proactive mm -hmm. in surrounding ourselves with positive people? Because sometimes, you know, it's ev it could even be family that is not the positive people, and you can't necessarily just cut ties. Although we can, we have that choice too. We can. <laughs> well, Beatrice says we can definitely. But I mean, it's a it's a choice. It's not it's not even about what I'm saying. It's a choice. You can choose tomorrow not to hang with your mama if you didn't want to. You understand what I'm saying? If if your mother is toxic for you and you feel like whatever, right? If it is your choice, that you can do that. Right? That's the thing about choice. It's, it's yours, right? You can say yes or no, right? Um, to get out there, just keep doing what you're doing and take it serious. And whatever society, because this is where we live, whatever that tells you, if people are buying it, if it's moving, if it's growing year over year, because I'm in the product business, or you're get, if you're in the service business and getting more and more clients, that tells you that your business is going somewhere, right? If you've been doing the same thing for two, three years, it's not going nowhere, you probably need to be doing something else, right? And until you can figure out how to get to the place where, you're, where it's moving and it's growing. If you're not in business and you're in career, mode because being an entrepreneur is not for everybody everybody wants to be one but not everybody is one right and that's not being negative these are just what it is right if you if you're on your career track and you're not growing within that career track then there's a problem you need to figure out how to grow and then do the steps that it took to grow all of this stuff is made up you guys right there is no will that hasn't been created just look to <laughs> look to who did it figure out how they did it and do it 
And you're going to figure it out. If you are good at it, if you want to do it, if you work at it, if you do everything that you need to do to get to where you're going, all it is is steps. All it is is execution. If you do that, you're going to be successful. That's how this works. Just know that everything is your choice. Right? You, you don't have to be beholden to anything because of what other people might think. If it doesn't make you happy, if it doesn't put you in the right space, if it doesn't put you on the right track, and you know it, and you feel it in your gut, and it don't feel right, just don't do it. Don't care about what people think or say or how they're going to say it, and I'm embarrassed, and what all of that stuff is made up, y'all. It's just something, it's just your brain telling you the shit that brains do. 90% of the things that our brains tell us are a lie. Why? Because we would believe what we see and hear, right? And we've been conditioned that way. You have to work at knowing that, that, that it's not true. It's just made up, right? So, you know, so just know that. And you have, you have, you have a choice. And, and don't, don't care so much about what people think or even what you think. If you know that it's wrong, don't do it. Mm -hmm. Especially if you're telling yourself that, that, that it's wrong, because then you're moving against yourself, and that's not going to do anything but make you sick, make you depressed, make you all the things, right? So just listen to your body. Thank you for being a part of it. So round of applause for the Millennial Women of Atlanta. Thank you, guys. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. If you want to learn more about Beatrice and The Honeypot, please visit thehoneypot.co. Subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes and Spotify. Ladies, this helps us to continue to bring you powerful conversations just like this to you every single week. Are you looking for free and discounted resources? Ladies, sign up to our newsletter. It's free. WeAreMillennialWomen.com is where you go to sign up. And subscribers only get freebies and perks to help you become the best version of yourself. And as always, we encourage you to continue on with the conversation. Keep being the strong, amazing woman that you are. And never forget to live inspired. Until next time, MW. Always love Melissa and Stephanie Carcace.